What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to your source for fantasy hockey and degenerate gambling news. It is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, Tuesday edition. We're going back to the basics, people, with a little who would you rather own with two of the top young stars in the game. Injury news, big-time bets to get to, and everything in between. Thank you for being here. Let's get this paper. You're Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? And thank you for joining us for the Tuesday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my esteemed and distinguished co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. It is your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are out here across all platforms. You find your favorite content Monday to Friday. So much love for holding us down. We are just getting warmed up this season with fire fantasy content. And the season is now deep into the month of December. And we got to keep our eyes on all the signings, injuries, and otherwise. So today we're going to talk a little bit about Stuart Skinner. We're going to talk about Boone Jenner's injury and another tough injury blow to this Columbus Blue Jackets team and likely your fantasy team, and we have big-time bets. And we're going back to the well with a little who-would-you-rather own between two sniper, young snipers, one in the West, one in the East. We'll get to that in the middle of the show. But, Steele, let's very quickly talk about this. I thought about this before the show. More to say, I think, about this Boone Jenner situation very quickly. So let's talk about Stuart Skinner off the top, if you're okay with that. Signs a three-year, $7.8 million contract with the Oilers. This is an interesting little contract, and I want your take on this, and I want your take on the Oilers situation overall, but this is a little prove-me contract for Stuart Skinner. Can he get it done now on a 2.6 per year deal and maybe make some big money in a couple seasons? What do you think overall? What have you seen from Skinner, and what's your take on what's going on with the Oilers? Well, I actually like this deal a lot for both Stuart Skinner and the Edmonton Oilers. I think this is a hometown-friendly deal Mm. for for, uh, Stuart Skinner because he is – born and raised in Edmonton. So it's a hometown yeah. family deal for sure. 2.6 million over the next three years. And for me, I think the Edmonton Oilers are setting him up for success and they're setting him up to be the next starting goaltender in the future for the Edmonton Oilers with this yeah. deal right now. Like you said, a little bit less money now and prove it. If you can make some more, prove it now and you can make some more money later. And for me, just looking at it, uh, you know, they drafted him, drafted him in the third round back in 2017 He's only 20 years, 24 years old, so he fits the criteria of let's get him signed for the next three years, minimum guaranteed, and then if he proves it, sign him long-term to be our future goaltender. And for me, just looking at his stats as well, he's been consistent throughout his entire hockey career, uh, whatever level he's playing at, but just more, uh, more specifically and more importantly over the last three years between the Edmonton Oilers and the Bakersfield Condors, yeah. where, where, I, where I've really seen the growth for Stuart Skinner. Uh, just looking at the stats again, 22-7-5 last year with Bakersfield, a 9-20 save percentage, which leads Solid. into this year where he's 9-8-1 and a 9-15 save percentage. Mm-hmm. So you can see there's consistency there for this young goaltender. And I think it's clear that the Edmonton Oilers really would have liked for him to be the backup now and, uh, you know, have Jack Campbell be that starting yep. guy that they can rely on. Good point. He, he can mentor Stuart Skinner a little bit. 
uh, over the next few years. But obviously, Stuart Skinner's been the better goaltender this year. So yes. that's why they're playing him more. You have to go with the better guy. He's been the better goaltender. He's been the more valuable fantasy piece. And, you know, I think you're spot on with with a definitely per- preferred it be Stuart Skinner, the guy, you know, they just invested $25 million into Jack yeah. Campbell. Campbell hasn't been that guy. And now they have to ink Stuart Skinner. This is just another continued what is going on with the goalies in Edmonton situation. And again, Stuart Skinner is not the guy. Did you expect Mike Smith to take them all the way to the, the conference final? No, we did not. Did we expect Jack Campbell to be this bad? Probably not. But hey, good for Stuart Skinner. He has been the better goalie. You know, I love me some tall goalie, 6 4 action. I think this guy, and you know, I love to say this. Just getting there, Steele. I think there's a lot more to unpack where Stuart Skinner, you're going to have your growing pains. Jack Campbell, that five-year, $25 million deal is probably not sitting great with fans. But if Stuart Skinner can step out as a number one, Jack Campbell as the number two, you've seen him be a solid backup goaltender in his career. And I can't help but feel that that is his ceiling. So maybe he does better as the backup. Let's see what happens and continues to unfold in Edmonton. Because almost like the Leafs getting out of the first round, you need to wait and see what happens with this Edmonton Oilers till April. They're only 10 points adrift of that first place spot in the division behind Vegas. And there's a lot of hockey left. Opposite situation going on with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, as much as there is a lot of season to go, dead last in the Metro, dead last in the East, and last time I checked, third last in the NHL. Their season is likely over, and if it wasn't before this Boone Jenner news deal, it definitely is now. (laughs) This guy was not only their goal leader, he's their leader on the ice, in the dressing room, and off the ice. So this is just a crushing blow to any Columbus Blue Jackets fan. And also, there's a little interesting fantasy situation developing now. Jock Roslevic might be worth a look here, as Boone Jenner's spot on that top line is going to need to be filled alongside Johnny and Patrick Line. Yeah, that is the big case here. You know, for for Boone Jenner himself, he's a great depth guy that you look at to, you know, mid to late round draft picks for your Mm -hmm. fantasy league. But, you know, he puts up the points that you really need. 22 points, 93 shots, 35 blocks, 54 hits. They all add up at the end of the day for one of those depth guys. So it it is going to be a big loss for whoever has Boone Jenner on their team. But for me, this is really a big opportunity for Kent Johnson right now. There you go. Who, between him and Jack Russell, that could be that number one center for the next four go. weeks. And, yep. and for me, it's a bigger opportunity for Kent Johnson uh, mm-hmm. playing on that top line with Goudreau and Line. And uh, with Johnson, I don't think there were big expectations heading no. into the season, but there were some expectations for him to go out there, some belief that he could go out there, use some of his magic, and uh, uh, go out there occasionally and create some some good scoring opportunities. And for me, that just hasn't been the case with Ken Johnson. But now that he has this opportunity playing on that top line, like he's ninth in scoring for rookies this season, which for me has flown under the radar. Like I have not seen anything from Ken Johnson. So again, a big opportunity for him to get up in that comparison, get up in that, uh, you know, race for the, for the call the trophy, potentially when you have guys out there like Beniers, Perfetti, Michelli, Pinto, Addison, who have been visible to everybody, and Johnson really has. And so, again, maybe this opportunity creates a spark for Johnson to go out there and get a little streak. He gets some points playing with those top guys. And if he can't, then, like you said, Roslovic can jump in there on the first-line center as well. 
busted thumb for Boone Jenner. He was hurt, you know, the other night. He still ended up playing 21 minutes a night. So there it is with Kent Johnson's opportunity. If they need a center in there between Lina and, and Johnny Goudreau, he might just get those minutes by default. Ross Levick, also worth a look. If he ends up not getting it done, you could feel that center spot going to be in flux in Columbus. Just another tough blow. And Boone Jenner, I have him in my Keeper Dynasty League steal. He really is a under-the-radar piece himself. Good season so far this year. Another tough injury. And just before we move on, because it's almost comical how many injuries and to key players that this team is dealing with. We, and a lot of them we know about. But very quickly, Voracek, Korpisalo, Wawenski, Jake Bean, Adam Boakvist, and now Boone Jenner. Patrick Laine has been in and out of the lineup. This is just a nightmarish season for the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> We're going to move on from this nightmare and on to a dream of where you make your bets because today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From NFL to college bowl season to basketball, they have it all for you at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, just like you love this one, you can find even more of those at BetOnline as well, where the latest and fastest ways for you to get your betting info can be found. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. So make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. Thank you so much. We're going to get to big time bets, of course, at the end of the episode, but we have one of our fan favorites and one of our, our favorites on this mm -hmm. show as well. Who would you rather own for your fantasy team between two young studs? Flip alluded to it between Cole Caulfield of the Montreal Canadiens and Clayton Keller of the Arizona Coyotes. Two young guys. One, uh, I believe Keller is 24 years old. Caulfield is 21 or 22 years old now. Both having some really good seasons right now offensively. Steel, looking at the breakdown, by the way, you know me with ages. Keller is 24, <laughs> Caulfield 21, soon to be 22 in January. So there is that angle behind Caulfield that I will get to in a second because right off the jump, he is the guy I'm looking at. I would rather own Cole Caulfield, and I'll explain it in a second. But there is a lot of similarities between these two players <laughs> besides just the way they play the game. 5'10 for Clayton Keller, 5'9 for Cole Caulfield, yeah. <laughs> relatively small players. Also, both American, both played NCAA hockey, both snipers by trade, and both can skate like the wind. Maybe you give the edge to Clayton Keller with his skating ability, I would say. But Cole Caulfield is a special goal scorer. And I know what you're going to say about Clayton Keller because it's true. He fills out more peripheral fantasy categories. He will chip in with penalty minutes here and there. He gets a few block shots, a few hits. Cole Caulfield is a straight-up sniper offensive dynamo who I think is going to develop into one of the best goal scorers this game has over the next 10 seasons. And he's starting to prove it just a little bit. 18 goals in 31 games. If you're looking for goals, if you're looking for offense, the decision here fantasy-wise for me is clear. 
both of these players exciting to watch steel and what I've seen from Cole Caulfield so far, and this is not taking anything away from Keller because I'm going to let you do his thing. Cole Caulfield scores from almost every angle on the ice. And that's because of how good his shot and release is wicked fast. And I think he is going to get a lot better steel. I don't even think we've seen nearly enough from him yet. And I think Keller might be already there. But that's my one thing for Cole Caulfield. That two-year difference, we haven't seen it yet from him. Well, I'll say this. If, if, if you're looking for goal scoring, then yeah, Cole Caulfield is your guy. But if you're looking for offense, I believe it's Kate, uh, Clayton Keller here. Let's hear it. Uh, goals is not just the only thing for offense. The, the vision that Keller has right now, being able to find his teammates – uh, there's a lot of things, like you said, the peripherals for Keller are a little bit better than, than mm-hmm. Cole Caulfield, but there are a lot of similarities. But just looking at it, uh, even their shooting percentage is very similar this year. Uh, yeah. Cole Caulfield, I believe, yeah, Cole Caulfield is 17.1 shooting percentage. Keller, a 19.4 shooting percentage. And and Caulfield has double the amount of shots on net. So the fact that, uh, and I say this a lot for Robert Thomas too, if, if Keller can just shoot the puck on net a little bit more, He's more of a pass first kind of guy, but if he can take those opportunities when they're given to him to put the puck on net a little bit more, I can see a lot more goals going for him. The shooting percentage might, might go down a little bit, but uh, unlike what you said, I I think for Clayton Keller, he's just scratching the surface as well. He's only 24 years old. He hasn't even reached his prime yet for me. And Mm. again, that has a lot to do with the team around him. He's been in the league for six Yeah, he's been in the league for six years now. He's had no one to play around him. You know, looking at the team right now itself, yeah, he's got Nick Schmaltz, who I really like as well on the top line. Uh there's a ton of talent with him. Uh Jakob Chikrin and Shane Goshbear are great on the blue line. But other than that, he's got no Mm -hmm. one to work with, really. He's the guy for the Arizona Coyotes, and he's leading a team 29 points in 29 games. And for me, I'd take Keller over Caulfield. Yeah, it's, you know what, it, this is tough when you have two guys that really are, <clears throat> excuse me. Very similar. Very, very similar. similar. And look, if I want to recircle, if we can remember, which you and I won't, to recircle back on this, maybe <laughs> even at the end of the season to see where these two players are at. Because on my notes here, it would be interesting to see, one, what Clayton Keller could have done playing on a better team. Because no disrespect yeah. to Travis Boyd and Nick Schmaltz. But, you know, throw him in the mix with Nick Suzuki and others. Maybe he has more points, more goals as well. But also, Cole Caulfield has come into a situation. He has not exactly gotten the straight run out in Montreal. Yeah, since Marty St. Louis has come in, he hasn't even had a full season with the same coach yet in the NHL. I know things have been in flux in Arizona as well. (laughs) I just think he, and maybe neither of these players, fantasy or otherwise, have given a true shot to see what they can really do and bring to the table value-wise. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something special about that shot with Caulfield. And you know, I have to come back on here and continue to talk about a guy that I said has 40 goal potential. In my opinion, Clayton Keller does not. And that's where the conversation stops for me. Because if you got a guy who can score 40 goals offensively, just straight points and goals, well, goals anyway, Caulfield's my guy. I hear you all day, though, with this conversation. Let's circle back on it because right now, and you mentioned it, fantasy points-wise total this season, I think you said they're right there neck and neck in the same little chunk. So we'll circle back on it and see what happens, though, Steel. Two young snipers, but I'm fired up for big-time bets because we got to keep paying these holiday bills, my friend. Got to keep the ball rolling over the holiday season, Flip. We're making the dough right now. We're raking it in. Hopefully everyone out there, all of our listeners – 
are raking in some green as well over the holiday season. Thank you so much again for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Please hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Appreciate all the love and support out there. And we're going to try to return the favor right now. Return the favor in a big way with big time bets where the money is made. Flip, I'll throw it over to you. What are your picks for tonight? Thank you very much, Steele. I looked at this board long and hard. There are a lot of games. Mm -hmm. I believe there's nine. Again, me with the counting. But there are some intriguing matchups on this board. New Jersey at Carolina. Huge playoff implications already. Tampa at Toronto, huge playoff implications already. You can't help but feel that there's going to be some playoff-like atmospheres in some of these buildings. What usually happens in the playoffs? Tight checking, low scoring. I know this season we've seen a huge influx in scoring. We're seeing it in the lines. Steele's mentioned it in the statistics of goaltenders across the league. Higher goals against, lower save percentages. So why don't I go against all those high-scoring trends, people? (laughs) And take a look at this Toronto Toronto Tampa Bay game as one that I think the goalies are going to shine. Andre Vasilevsky has a good track record against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He usually performs very well against Toronto. We know what he's done to the team in the playoffs and otherwise. Matt Murray has been solid. Samsonov has been solid. I am just expecting a low low scoring game. You're going to go flip. The last time these two teams got together, there were seven goals. That was barely over the number in the game previous. How about a 2-1 final? way under the number it goes back and forth between these two teams and it's almost always a one goal game so maybe consider that on the puck line if you really want to cop out but my first pick i'm expecting a tight checking low scoring game here steel give me the under six plus 105 i like that plus money as well i like that game i'm so i'll start there for my first pick i'm there taking the tampa bay lightning on the money line at plus tw- uh, at plus 128 against like the Toronto Leafs. And it has nothing to do with how the Leafs are playing right now because I think they're playing great, uh, even yeah. though they've lost their last two games. It's just yeah. the way that the Tampa Bay Lightning players are playing right now. Andre Vasilevsky, a lot better th- uh, th- a lot better now than what we saw in the first month of the season. Braden Point, uh, I don't want to, I don't even want to have to bring this up, but ever since I, <laughs> but it sounds like him, you're going to do it. Uh, ever since I traded him off my team, the guy's gone off for what seems like 30 goals and 30 points. Like it's just unreal what he's doing the last, uh, the last month ever since I've traded him away uh, off my team. But that's my first pick of the night, the night lightning on the money line plus 128 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. To back up my Vasilevsky comment and your angle here on the Tampa Bay Lightning, 14-8-2 with a 9.22 save percentage against the Toronto Maple Leafs in his regular season career. Not even going to dive into the playoff numbers because those are going to like make you uh. like this Tampa angle even more. But <laughs> let me go to a game that you probably wouldn't expect me to be sprinkling on, but sometimes I like taking these emotional injury angles It's not always the smartest, people. I'm not going to come out and say this is how you handicap and make bets on the NHL. But sometimes when you look at a team like the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are just completely decimated with important injuries, and now their captain goes down, that top line who was getting it done for them might have some issues clicking with a new center. The Philadelphia Flyers at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets steal. This just feels like a spot for Carter Hart to steal a win for these Flyers against the team that already was struggling scoring. And now they lose, you know, one of the guys on their top line. 
give me the Philadelphia Flyers on the money line, minus 160 against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't really think I need to explain it much more. I understand the Philadelphia Flyers have one win in their last six games. The Columbus Blue Jackets have been equally as bad. Two wins in their last six games. This is not one that I'm going to be watching on television, but I'm going to put a nice little wager on the Philadelphia Flyers on the money line because this is just a really tough road spot against a very, very banged up Columbus squad. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to go with the Philadelphia Flyers in this situation. Eight starters out for the Columbus Blue Jackets, maybe even more. Flyers uh, are banged up too, but you know, maybe Flyers are banged under, up too. I don't know. It's a tough game for sure. I, I stayed away from it. And, you know, earlier you were talking about future playoff implications. So that's the next game I'm looking at right yep. now. I'm taking a look at that New York Rangers versus Pittsburgh Penguins game. Not and yeah, definitely a good one. Both teams on some hot streaks right now, more so the Rangers. Yeah. I believe they're on a seven game winning streak. So that's where I'm leaning to Rangers on the money line at plus 135. They've been scoring at will recently, which they haven't done a lot five on five. I've said that so many times this season. Yep. Uh, Igor Sturkin's been better. The defense has been better. They're really just picking up the slack that was lacking uh, back in November and late October for me. So I like the way they're playing. They're going to get their eighth straight win. Rangers on the money line, plus 135. On the opposite end of things, how about a team in the Metro going the opposite direction all of a sudden? Five straight losses for those once hot New Jersey Devils. I'm going to continue to fade them because now they're rolling into Carolina. Look, this New Jersey team is all of a sudden now struggling to score goals. One goal, one goal, two goals in their so four total goals in their last three games. That is not what they were doing. And look, as much as they are good defensively compared to the last few seasons, this team has been winning by getting many goals above their opponent, not just winning by one or two, but by more than that. And I'm seeing this situation against, you know who, Mr. Kochekov on a heater of heaters right now. And so are the Carolina Hurricanes. Five straight games. And this might be, you know, uh, a safe bet. Carolina minus 123 because odds makers are thinking this New Jersey Devils team snaps out of a streak. I am never going to bet against a team who's got five wins in a row going up against a team who's got five losses in a row. That's never going to happen. Happen. Also, Kochekov, 7-0-1 in his last eight starts. How about a 9.35 save percentage and two shutouts? Carolina, minus 123 is good money steal. That's my lock of the night. That is a good pick right there. Your boy Kachetkov. He is my boy. Unreal. Yeah, you you like those guys from the Hurricanes, Jarvis and Kachetkov, for good reason, though. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'll probably be taking the Hurricanes on the money line in a, in a little tiny four or five, maybe even six-game parlay. You know me with those parlays. But oh, yeah. My lock of the night, I'm going to an all-Canadian matchup. I'm taking Let's the go. Jets on the money line yep. against the Senators at minus 141. Yeah. Um, Hella Buck for me is top three in Vesna, in Vesna uh, trophy yes, race this season. For sure. uh, very underrated. You know, obviously we're talking about Vanacek, Linus Allmark, uh, Ilya Sororkin for those guys. I think Hella yeah. has to be right up there with them. Looks like Kyle Connor has got a scoring streak going for himself as well. He's been oh, yeah. great of late. I know their captain Blake Wheeler's out, but nonetheless, we've talked about it so much with the senators, a ton of injuries to them. Um, it could be a close game. I really like what I've seen from them defensively, especially Cam Talbot. It's been great. Uh, but nonetheless, Jets are the better team. Taking them on the money line for my lock of the night. 
And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. For your next listen, again, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Just like this one right here, we're available Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow.